This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are facing down Chad Underbottom in a desperate battle for survival. Juniper recovered some of her powers, but they're having little effect. Butthole was hit so hard he's stunned, and Quinny told Ginny he loved her before he joined the fray and risked his life. Will Chad Underbottom be the end of House Farch? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. With Butthole stunned and incapacitated uh, by the ferocious teleporting strike of Chad Underbottom, um, the party finds itself in uh, a bit more of a conundrum than it was previously as a horde of zombies begins to descend on the remnants of, of Quinton. Um, Quinny, you are up next in the initiative order. You see Butthole get hit uh, and stunned in a way that you don't usually see. Um, but of course, you're seeing the truth, which is like a spooky demon um, smacking uh, smacking Butthole down. Um, I do want to make a slight clarification that these guys aren't... Uh, like, I don't want to downplay Manny's scariness in the greater scheme of Underworld Fiends. Uh, just that he would not run around punching people, and these guys right. very much would. Um, so just want to clarify that because he was an asshole and you guys should feel great about killing him. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not having that effect on me. It was not having like, oh, well, I guess he wasn't so bad. It was like, oh, this is extremely bad. Well, good. That that's the effect. I just on break, I was like, oh, I don't yeah. want to diminish your achievements of killing big, bad, evil guys. In any case, uh, butthole <laughs> is, is stunned, uh, incapable of action. Um, Quinny, you've just, uh, told Ginny that you love her and, uh, have yeah. stepped away. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, you're faced with, with the man himself what do you do <clears throat> uh, I start running towards Chad um, and as I do this I reach into my pocket and grasp in my hand Baba Yaga's tooth mm-hmm. and I just say out loud Baba Yaga, help me and my friends defeat this Yagnaloth. All right, so calling in the favor. Yeah. Interesting. Um, <gasps> okay. Um, you you hear, uh, ah? oh, Quiddy, yes, sorry, I was having a snooze. Uh, Yagnaloth, you say, tricky bastards, those. Yes, okay. Give me a minute. And you hear like, 
like a ruffling of sheets. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Baba Yaga is going to go to work on figuring this out. The D&D equivalent of calling your mom while she's in the kitchen. So you're just hearing like pots and pans. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're hearing like she knocks over a glass of water. And she's like, ah, hells. Completely changes the tone of like my approach up to this guy. So now I'm like, we don't have a minute, you old bitty. Get out here. <laughs> but I still run up, still run up on Chad. Um, and uh, I want to um, try and hit him with Eldritch Blast. To move him away from butthole. Okay. Uh, go ahead. So the first blast is 22. Uh, yep, that'll hit. And the second one is, uh, I believe, 14. 14 will to hit. Okay. <clears throat> so I move him. Uh, the most more important thing is that I wanted to move him, uh, move him off a of butthole. And then I actually want to step in so that if he wants to get the butthole, he's got to come through me. Well, I mean, you uh, get to roll some damage though, right? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah, roll do, damage now. Don't leave it out. I feel like we're going to need it. <laughs> Two. Two damage. <laughs> Two damage. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh Eldritch Blast has no modifier this on it. Is, this is, we're all, <laughs> it's going to be death by a thousand cuts if like he ever dies. It's optimistic. Yeah, just a thousand more to go. You guys can last a thousand more rounds with this guy, right? Um, fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that brings us to the zombies. Um, so uh, many, many zombies. That said, um, they are moving out of the moonbeam. So or they start their turn in the moonbeam, at least. Uh, yeah. Some of them do. So uh, ones- Oh, shit. Wait. No, they don't because Moonbeam's a five foot radius and Ryan blew up a 10 foot radius. So there are currently no zombies. No, Ryan's is 10 10 foot diameter. So it's five foot radius. Oh, gotcha. Okay, perfect. Then ah, it doesn't matter though. You're both five foot. So it's still a crater. Next round, it will matter. Cool. The dirt gets fucked up though. Yeah, man, that dirt is fucking wrecked. (laughs) Wrecked. Oh, the poor worms in the dirt. Oh, that's so upsetting. <laughs> yeah, you got larger concern, off, but uh, you gain oh, one XP right. from dead worms. Um, so we've got uh, zombies attacking Juniper. Um, because awesome. Butthole walked away, uh, there are four plus the other four that were coming in. So there are a total of eight zombies attacking you, Juniper. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, your AC? Uh, 21. 21. Okay. Um, so that's one hit, two hit, two hits, two hits. Okay. So, um, unfortunately, uh, you start to get just pummeled by these, these fucking zombies, uh, for a total of, uh, one is going to do seven points of damage and the other is going to do six. Wow. Okay. Oh man. Okay, so I have to Fear pass. Fear their might. I have to pass thirteen. Oh, this could my... legitimately fuck you up. All right, I'll stop being facetious about it. To keep my uh, moonbeam yeah. up, yeah. Mm. No, this is like this is this is real. Wait, with separate attacks, it would just be against the ten, right? Because it'd be the lowest. It doesn't stop yeah. the max per turn. No, it's what it, whichever's higher. Damage. Oh, half, half the damage half the you damage took. Or 10. Well, I rolled a thirteen anyways. 
So there you go. You're right, Ryan. Thank you. It would have been against. Yeah, yeah. Keeps on trucking. Woo! And, but said. I took 13 points of damage. <laughs> so yes, that is true. Um, the bigger problem is that the rest of the zombie horde is uh, is moving uh, against you, as you've determined earlier. Um, even eight zombies pounding on you doesn't do a ton of damage, but uh, if you're overwhelmed, uh, plus the odds of them feasting off of uh, the folks on the ground are uh, rather high. Um, cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. That brings us to Juniper. Uh, you have eight zombies on you. What, what, what do you do? That's poopy. Um, uh, I, do you know, I will use, I will use turn the faithless. Smart. To try to get them to just like run away, run away. So this is me just like, yeah. And like pulling out an oak leaf. (laughs) Like, like, get away. (laughs) Uh, Do you look like Juniper or Moss or somebody else's face crept through? Um, I look like kind of um, like the old old west mossy, the kind of the amalgam of yeah. people. Uh, gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Do they need to roll anything? Or uh, yeah. Wisdom saving throw DC sixteen. Oh man, zombies are so good at wisdom. They're so <laughs> wise. And this is so uh, any of them within thirty feet of me. Have okay, to so I'm gonna roll this eight times. One of them just got a nat twenty. So uh, this is oh, the wisest zombie of the bunch. Uh, next one gets a nat one. So we'll say they just. Uh, <laughs> Let's say they, they stumble into their friend and they both have to go for a little walk. Cool. Um, yeah, there's one who's dressed like a university professor, but then the frat boy next to him just knocks him over on his way back. <laughs> yeah. School of hard knocks, am I right, prof? <laughs> um, they all fail. Uh, so they will Yay, they'll all go for a little walk. Except for the one asshole. Uh, no, but the guy rolled a one's going to stumble into him. So the two oh, oh, get, oh, get, oh, I see. They yes, don't yes. go as far, but they, they get tangled up. Yay. Um, good. Uh, great. Uh, the zombies move one, uh, one ring closer. <clears throat> um, Ginny, uh, is going to hold action. Uh, bring us to butthole. Uh, you are, you're, you're, you're swaying. You're, yeah, your you, bell you, is rung. You think you're so good just cause you look like a normal person. You should look <laughs> like what you are. I feel if you feel big, you feel big, but I'm big. Quinny, why are you in the way? I was fighting. Why are you in the way? You just hear me. You just hear me screaming. We don't have a minute, you old biddy. Get out here. <laughs> uh, who are you calling an old biddy? Uh, <laughs> that's good for me. That's my turn. Um, uh, top of the round, Chad. Um, <laughs> so. Um, wow, wow, wow. Um uh, Quinny, you're you're very much like dramatically standing, you know, in, in front of Butthole, protecting your friends. Uh, Butthole would think this is a really like important moment. He'd probably be mad at you because like you're squishier than he is. Um, but it's a pretty important moment uh, for for the two of you. This is this is like an odd, powerful thing. Um, but uh, unfortunately, you are very short. Uh, damn it! And though you are a sneaky little boy, uh, you are facing a, a, a hulking creature with a very long arm. Um, so as a result, as you stand there, like fiercely ready to fight, uh, kind of like rocket raccoon style, uh, <laughs> he just groots over you with that arm, um, and places it, uh, squarely against, uh, buttholes, uh, big bald forehead. Um, no. and, uh, he uses an ability called life leech. No. Um, 
butthole, uh, you're going to immediately take uh, 7d8 plus stuff. So Not seven. even an AC chance. I got my shield. No, man. There's no oh, AC this involved, is a, This buddy. is a spell, right? And Whatever. he's within uh, 10 feet of me? It is not a spell. It is an action. He's too good. He's too His hand smells. Uh, so, Ryan, you're going to take 36 necrotic. Nice. No. Uh, and he gains uh, equal to half that. Oh, I don't well, like does this. a lot of good work. And, uh, Ryan, I need you to roll me a con save, please. Ready. You can that add. Is. You can add three to that. Oh, nice! Uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Um, for a moment, uh, you uh, feel your your skin grow tight and and sort of sallow um, as uh, your your very life force uh, seems to be uh, drained into Chad Underbottom. Um, but uh, you know, it's a funny thing about being a god, though gods don't have life force. You're, you're gods. You know that. Everyone knows that. Um, so, uh, you, you shrug it off, uh, and your face plumps back out, um, and, uh, you, uh, you, you, you feel better. It was almost, almost real bad, real bad. I'm not uh, the forsaken, you anus. <laughs> Cause he only uh, thinks a thin version of himself as the forsaken. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Um, incidentally, that is, that is his only action that he can take this turn. Cause it's a big, a big dirty one. Um, Back. which brings us to uh, Quinny. Um, <clears throat> you uh, you hear Baba Yaga, um, uh, just saying like, um, okay, dearie. Uh, so I've been looking into it. Uh, do you understand what contract this Yagnaloth has? Uh, no. Seems like he's pretty dead set on killing us. So maybe it has something to do with that. <laughs> hey, um. Tell you what, can you can you put can you put him on the line? I need you to figure out a way to get uh, my tooth into him. Yeah, give me a second. <laughs> All right, Cody, it's, it's your round. What do you do? Uh, I uh, uh, if he's attacking butthole, does that mean that butthole is uh close enough to be giving me advantage? Uh, no, because butthole's still behind you. Uh, this okay. this attack is uh, within fifteen feet. Uh, one incapacitated creature within fifteen feet of it. So unfortunately, it's just one of those magic bullshit like yeah, boss monster yeah. okay things. Uh, all right, then we'll try this with uh, just thirsting blade to see if we can get lucky. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I uh, I try to create an opening on his hide by by stabbing at him with. Uh, with frostbite. All right, go for it. Uh, 17. Let's go to the board. Uh, yes, barely. Ooh, yes. okay. I'm just going to roll for the second attack. Nat one, so we'll just re-roll that. <laughs> like it ain't no thing. 11, so that's 22 to hit, so that will hit as well. Okay. So the first one, uh, 8 plus 7, 15 damage. Okay. Does damage type matter? Yes. Okay. So that was um, two piercing and six um, uh, frost or ice damage. Okay. And then plus seven, I'm assuming also 
is uh, the piercing, I think. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the other attack. So four ice damage and six and seven, uh, 13 piercing. 13 piercing. Okay. <clears throat> now with fast hands, I'd like to use my cunning action, bonus action, mm -hmm. to use an object which would be to just plunge the tooth into the open, the fresh wound that I've created. Uh, okay, amazing. So, pop, pop. Um, you you slip a tooth uh, into Chad Underbottom. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies, and water bottles, and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. 
years. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indecloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Snarf, 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 snarf. Wait, Goblin Jr., slow down. You're not wearing your translation amulet. Oh, hey, that's much better. Hi, I'm Goblin Jr., uh, beloved wolf companion of the Dum Dums and Dragons crew. And uh, listen, if you're enjoying our adventures, our, our snarfy fun, uh, you know, the adventures of, of Butthole and Quinny and Alan and Juniper and Bucky and all the rest, well, uh, listen, you'd really be doing us a solid if you'd go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And hey, you know, if you want to help us on our adventures, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can gain access to uh, Snarfy Discord and talk to all sorts of other fans about the shows. Uh, and you know, it just goes up from there. You can get ad-free feeds, you can uh, add your own characters. Uh, hell, you can even make an NPC at the $25 level, and you get your name in the credits at the end, which is which is a lot of fun, I'm told. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know too much just being a wolf and all, but uh, what I do know is if you enjoy our adventures as much as uh, me and the crew like going on them, well, Patreon's a great way to help out. Uh, anyway, I'll uh, see you around, and I'll take this stupid amulet off. Snarf, 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 snarf. All right, uh, zombies, they stop. All look very confused. Um, and uh, Juniper, you, you've successfully, like, caused them to, to take a walk. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, when they come to... They see Butthole and Quinny, who are closer for most of them, and uh, just walk over and start start pounding on them. Um, but they're away from you, so like, um, so they'll uh, they'll swarm in, and uh, they're, no. they're more an annoyance than anything else. Uh, they will unfortunately provide Chad uh, with with advantage, which will likely be a bit of a concern. Um, Quinny, what's your AC? Seventeen. So, so, so Tom, I just want to say, creatures can't willingly move to within 30 feet of me. Yes, they turned and walked away from you. Yeah. So then they... For a, mi- for a minute. Oh, for... Can they stop moving away from you? Or they have to, like, actively walk They're, away from yeah, you? Yeah, so on a failed save, the creatures turn for a minute or until it takes damage. And it must okay. spend its turns trying to move as far away from me. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, then they can't stop. Okay. Can't stop, won't stop. They, Sorry about that. No, no, no worries. I thought it was just for a turn. For a full minute? Like, yeah, they, they're, yeah, they're, they're like wandering off, having a stroll, <laughs> um, going to go get, get, a, get an iced coffee somewhere, maybe. I'm just so Ro-yo. delightful and radiant. <laughs> I can't, I can't stand it. Okay, <laughs> bowls. Um. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is really into clean living, you know? Um, all right. Uh, the rest of the zombies move one uh, ring closer. They will be on you next yeah. round. Um, bring us to Juniper. Uh, you got zombies looking for Froyo and Pokeballs walking away. Uh, you've got Chad. Uh, you've got Quinny fighting Chad. Um, Butthole still stunned. Or uh, Butthole, you're no longer stunned because uh, we reached the end of Chad's turn. Uh, so mm-hmm. you come back to uh, Juniper. What do you do? Um, I think I'll try to get into the fray with Chad. We don't have, do we have zombies like going on? Like they're coming, they're coming. We got some coming in close, right? You've you've got zombies. uh, Zombies will be on you next round. If you want to like roll up and take a swing at Chad. Yeah, actually, do you know what I think? Because my moon, I've made, I've 
been able to keep my moonbeam. I still mm-hmm. have like six more turns with it potentially. So uh, I think I'm I'm going to uh, move it uh, onto the horde of zombies that are gonna gonna hit us next turn. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Or at least the ones that are closest. <clears throat> yeah, no, that makes sense. So basically, like, use it as. Um, I always think of your moonbeam as like the Goldeneye satellite uh, to some extent. So just kind of like <laughs> yeah. moving the, the like yeah. fire beam closer, yeah. so they have to like. Come it's just kind of go like. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all we've all watched movies. Um, okay, amazing. Uh, so that's going on. That's great. Um, you're kind of creating a, a no fly zone. Yeah. So that's my that's my entire action. Okay, great. Um, bringing us to uh jenny who again is delaying action because she's doing something uh butthole uh butthole is just like wait what the hell uh he'll just smash with his shield the the hand off the top of his forehead and say nobody drains life from the butt hammer that the butt hammer can't bring back and then he just squats down and farts and it's one of those like really loud ones like a like it feels like it's echoing off of something even though there's nothing around uh, and he casts Cure Wounds on himself at level five. Whew. So he is getting back. Come on, give me some good fucking rolls. The rolls are dog shit. Uh, 17. He, he heals back 41 HP. Hey! Damn, not nice. bad. And then rather than standing in a row with Quinny, which feels like a very bad move, uh, he's actually going to take his move to flank Chad Underbottom so that Chad has to make choices about which one he's yeah. hitting. He can't just be like, poke, poke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got like Quinny in front, you're moving around behind. To- uh, that, like, yeah, or to the side kind of thing. Yeah, something that's that's yeah. in that range. Um, where, where would you want to move? To his less so like a 90 degree like if you were to draw an l over it it's like quinny's in front and i'm to the side does that make sense yep. does that work for uh, advantage rules uh, it absolutely does i'm just curious right. in terms of placement then you you said to his left or to his right if quinny is facing chad underbottom yeah, straight you're on facing chad chad is uh, i am on chad Quinny's is... left so okay yeah Got right. quinny side, facing forwards so if we're looking north on. southeast west you're <clears> moving to the west if Quinny is south, Chad is north, you're moving to west on a compass. Yes, correct. Gotcha. Right. That is what I am picturing. Um, and then at the same time, while all this is happening, uh, just a golden hammer fist just pops out of the sky uh, and cracks Chad across the back because got to love these spiritual weapons. Uh, does hmm. the spiritual weapon have advantage? <laughs> Uh, no, I think we had determined that it can't. That makes sense. A couple sessions ago, that it uh, it's a nat one for it. Anyways, no. it's dog shit. Um, so um, yeah, it it swings in, and it's just that like weird Agent Smith moment where like face gets fully like shatter punched, um, and then just kind of like rubber bands back in. Um, Quinny, you would see him literally just clench his jaw. So the fist actually cracks, like shatters against his jaw, but the. Uh, the the image is uh, uh, the image holds through. That said, and of course uh, his cool sunglasses are broken. Yeah, and he's super. He's hella pissed about it. Yeah. Um, on that note, though, um, human Chad's eyes do revert to the uh, Yagnoloth's like beady, um, pure yellow, um, pure yellow eyes. It's the first hint you've had of like the the facade cracking. Uh- Tom, because it was a nat one, normally the spell sticks around, but it feels like this might be a... Fl- it, it explodes it's shattered against shattered and his, gone. Yeah, right. Explodes against his face. Uh, thank you for flagging that, though. Um, no all right. Uh, 
So top of the round, um, uh, Chad says, wait, sorry, who is this? Bob, Baba who? And you, well, I hang. Okay. Um, and uh, at, uh, at which point uh, Ginny's action goes off. Um, so um, a bolt uh, flies out of the trees um, and uh, pegs uh, Chad like directly in the eye. Um, and uh, again, his head just kind of like twists and he says, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Just can you, can you, you no. Yes, I understand. Yeah, just hang on. Um, and he just cracks it off uh, against his eye, blinks the pieces of metal out, um, and uh, just says, hang on, what the hell is this? Uh, and it would seem that there is a, a slip of paper attached uh, to the uh, the bolt. Um, so uh, he uh, uh, sort of un- unfurls it in a weird, like, um, opening a fortune cookie kind of way. Um, and, uh, just says, Hmm. Interesting terms. Uh, Quinny, what do you do? I, I want to turn around. Can I see, uh, Ginny? Can I see that? Yeah. She's she's leaning against, um, leaning against a tree, um, with, uh, the, the sort of lopsided smile that, uh, you, you have had many a time when you felt particularly smug about something you've pulled off. Um, and uh, she just uh, mouths at you, um, used it to take care of everyone. I reach for this contract. <laughs> Great. Um, so let's see how well Baba Yaga is doing inside <laughs> Chad's brain. <laughs> Um, okay. So Quinny, you're going to try and reach for this, this contract. This is going to be an opposed check against, uh, Chad Underbottom, um, who is, uh, very intent on reading it. Uh, how are you trying to grab it? Are you literally just like panic, panic snatching? I think I'm trying to, as I have been known to do kind of like amble up on top of bigger people and stuff like that. Uh, cause I don't want to riff it. <laughs> And God knows what that would do, right? So I, but I need to know. I like I I can't not know. So I uh, yeah. Okay. I need to see it. So uh, go ahead and roll me. Um, we'll just make this a straight uh, sleight of hand. Okay. I haven't rolled sleight of hand in a minute. It's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Uh, unfortunately, uh, if there's one thing Yagnolos are great at. It's contracts. Uh, so he is holding on, holding on tight. You grab for it. Um, and he literally um, shrugs one shoulder back. Um, and it's, it's like being on the ground when there's an earthquake. It just sort of like throws you up into the air. Um, you know, you, you're doing like, I think the, the, the golem grasp uh, for it, but um, it's just out of sight. Uh, you land back on, on the Yagnolos shoulders. Like he's not trying to hurt you. He just doesn't want you touching this thing. He's trying to read. Um, but uh, you can see it is a hastily scrawled uh, contract um, written uh, by Ginny, um, swearing the Agnoloth into doing? service. <sighs> um, all right. Um, that brings us to uh, Juniper. 
Oh my god. Um uh, the zombies <clears throat> the zombies they are here. Uh, so go ahead and roll your Um Oh, did they up. did did they have their turn in the Yeah, at this point, um I think because they're walking into the moonbeam and I've rolled yeah. badly, I, th- I think it's safe to say they're being slowed by that. It's probably cool. not going to kill all of them, but it's definitely yeah, yeah. slowing the uh, the horde. Okay. Oh, man, I'm rolling like shit. Dude, that's four points. Four whole points of radiant damage. Woo! Whoop. Um, and, uh, uh, man, I'll just, I I think I'll just take another second. I'll I'll just redirect the moonbeam to focus on. Okay, so just. It's just literally just trying to keep the largest number of zombies within the. (laughs) So if we're doing like, uh, you know, magnifying glass thing, you're literally just like drawing fiery lines to to keep them, keep them at bay. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, Okay. um, Bringing us to uh, Ginny's turn. Uh, Chad is like, well, uh, yes, no, I, I, look, that's a good, I'm sorry. Look, I'm, I'm trying to. And are, are you're certain these these terms are interesting, girl? And yes. And hang, hang on. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, look. Um, sorry. I'm trying to deal with two calls right now. There's just a lot. Um, and uh, outside, um, the the Chad facade is falling away entirely. Like you're just seeing Yagnoloth now, uh, and he is literally doing the two cell phone bit, where it's like he's clearly stuck talking to Baba Yaga, and he's trying to talk to Ginny at the same time, and he's having a fucking rough ride of it. Uh, largely because you know Baba Yaga isn't being uh, quiet or polite. Um, <laughs> Butthole. Um, you see this this lotsy happening, um, but uh, you also see see him like kind of looking from the woods at Ginny, um, and then he kind of turns turns to look at you, and his eyes narrow, and he seems to be kind of taking uh, stock of you, not in like a combat way, just in like a, a pensive way. But also, you hate him and want to kill him. So what do you do? Yeah, I feel like if he saw him doing the double cell phone bit with a contract, he'd just say, "Well, I hate to complicate this conversation for you." Uh, and then what he immediately would do is. Uh, cast hammer guardians. So yes. just burp, 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 burp. just a giant swirl of of hammers uh, spinning around him in a, a big old field of bullshit, um, <laughs> which affects uh, the people on their turns. So it doesn't hit yep. this turn, yep. uh, and it has uh, movement distance within it. Uh, and then he just has his his uh, special. Oh no, that camera's fucking gone. So I can just. Fuck off on that one, I guess. That's <laughs> ah, a bonus action. I'll just summon another one. <laughs> <laughs> so he will uh, summon another one just from there. Fart out hammers. And then he just does a little jab, like just with his his hammer hand. Will he still protect himself with the shield? And just another golden fist uh, projects out of it uh, to take a shot at the big guy. Nice. Yep. Uh, with Quinny climbing all over him and him on two cell phones, does that feel like an advantage Yes, you situation? can definitely have advantage in this. Beautiful. Yep. It didn't help that much, but it did what it did. Uh, 19. 19 hits, yep. Ah, great. Alrighty, and then it does... It'll do, oh, shit. Uh, 27 force damage. 27, damn. Oh, yeah. You did some very good rolling. <laughs> you did, like, twice as much damage to him in that one turn than I've done in, like, four... <laughs> they're done to anyone total yeah but remember none of these attacks protect me and that's the difference the light of the moon protects you (laughs) um all right uh cool 
So that brings us to the top of the round. Um, Chad is now just like, there's just fucking hammers all over the place. Uh, so go ahead and do your, your hammer thing. Right. Uh, so he needs to take a dex saving throw DC 18. Wait, wait uh, is it correct? Just a second. Let me, let me hundo PP this. Uh, no, sorry. Wisdom DC 18. Okay. Uh, he makes it on the nose. On the nose. Good for him. <laughs> okay. So then he will take half this damage I am rolling. Uh, it, he will end up, I rolled a 13, so he will take uh, seven or six, or six, six radiant. Um, six radiant. Okay. Alrighty. Um, cool. Um, so let me see how Baba Yaga is doing this round. <laughs> I'm Baba. Um, so, uh, Chad turns to you, butthole, as you're just like slamming away on him, and again, just like bouncing awkwardly a little bit every time he gets hit. Um, and uh, he, he just says, um, You, butthole farch, formerly of Greywater, you did kill Commander Potatoes, yes? Yeah. Great. Uh, and then he teleports. Um, so let's see if he gets to his destination. Uh, something. Do I drop that, out of the uh, air? Do I go with him? Oh yeah, you drop. Just okay. Um, <laughs> just quitting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not a far a far drop, but it is. Uh, it is a drop. Uh, so he teleports. I roll on yieldy teleport table, and how does he do? Um. Yeah. Okay. He is. Uh, he actually lands off target um, by one. <laughs> so um, okay. you see, there's a. Uh, he just kind of blinks out um, when you drop, um, and uh, you see him appear uh, near the trees uh, that you know uh, you need to be hiding in, and he's just just kind of like looking around, a little confused, a little upset. Um, again, just like the slightest hint of a frown, um, which on, on him is something new. He's only been smirking like an asshole this whole time. Um, but a little bit like someone who got out the wrong subway exit, like just kind of looking around being like, this isn't quite, uh, oh, oh. Um, and literally like does one of those where like his eyes perk up and he points at Ginny and just starts strolling into the trees. Um, I, is my daughter not invisible? What is <laughs> he's able to see things oh, that are shit. invisible. Okay. Um, <laughs> And uh, you just uh, hear him him say uh, as, as he's doing it. Um, uh, well, uh, yes, uh, 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 Miss uh, Ms. Yaga. Uh, yeah, that would be true, but he insists that he's the one who who killed potatoes. So, uh, as you can see, the contract stands. All right, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you. I don't know how you got in my head. Please don't call again. Um, and uh, he just bellows into the trees. Um, uh, Miss Brown Barrow. I find these terms very agreeable. Um, and he extends his right hand uh, and walks forward to shake. Quinny. I I am over there. I, I I'm sprinting. Uh, yep. 
You can make okay. the, it's not super far away. Okay. Uh, he mostly teleported because there were a bunch of uh, annoying fleas jumping around and like hitting him and stuff. And then also fart hammers. And he's like, nah, I want to go have a play conversation. I have to go get between him and Ginny. Okay. So you're going to try and throw yourself uh, in between them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I think with your speed, you can do that again. He's a sauntery kind of guy. He's not a, he's not a, a quick, <laughs> a quick fella. Um, so you, you leap, uh, leap in front of him. Um, and, uh, he just kind of, uh, looks at you and, and narrows his eyes and, uh, just says, uh, Mr. Brown Barrow, I will deal with you, but I am sort of in the middle of something here. You can't, she's a child. She doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know what this means. Ah, it's cute that you think that's how contracts work. What do you do? I I try to cut off the hand he's trying to shake with. Yep. I, go, go ahead and roll. Shit. Uh, I'll say roll disadvantage because you're you're targeting a specific. You're going for a specific action here. So four plus twelve, sixteen. Sixteen will not hit. Um, so, uh, you, um, slash the hand as you hit it, um, like you cut into it, um, and he just like flexes it out. Um, you hear Baba Yaga just fucking going off. Like she is, uh, someone who believes that she needs to see a manager and, uh, that uh, someone deserves service. Like she's like assaulting his mind with, with obscenities and threats and orders, um, and yelling just like, you, you just, just you fucking wait, just you fucking wait till my chicken house gets there. Um, but, uh, of course that is of, of no use, uh, no use to you as, uh, the massive hand continues to extend past you. Uh, is there anything else you want to do or can do with your, your remaining action? Can I like just shove Ginny out of the way? Just get her out of here. Fortunately, you're in between them. Uh, so she yeah. is, uh, she's behind you. Uh, so, uh, he, uh, he reaches past you, um, bringing us to, uh, the zombies held at bay by, by Juniper. Juniper, you continue to blast them with, uh, with the moonbeam. Um, Hey, I rolled good this time. They take 17, do? 17 radiant damage. All right. Some zombies legitimately die. Yes. Just, a bunch Finally. of them get nuked. Uh, a bunch of them go down. Um, uh, bringing us to Ginny, who's going to hold action um, and is uh, uh, obviously just behind uh, Quinny. We've got dramatic action. Final action of of the round, butthole. How uh, far away am I from this fucking demon? Like 30 feet. Maybe less oh. than that, actually. This isn't super far away. Ginny was limping, so probably closer to 15. Yeah, then I think this is just, mm. this is all out backup Quinny, charge at demon, smash the shit out of it. So he's going to sprint towards uh, Chad, as far as he knows. Still Chad, just Chad the demon at this point. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just bellowing incoherently at this point because he's seeing a demon approach his friend's kid and this is pure Uncle Butthole at his most dangerous. Uh, when the demon enters the field, the demon now needs to make a wisdom saving throw DC 18. Yep. So wait, oh, when he because so he's running is, towards it, so they would have been outside of the field, and then the field would cross fifteen mm-hmm. feet before Bottle oh, gets there. The field would hit the demon. Gotcha. Uh, all right, he passes. Okay, then he takes. He will take six radiant damage. It was would have been twelve, but it gets halved to six. 
Um, then Butthole is swinging in with uh, Moonlight Bringer. He's charging forth. Uh, knowing the creature has been stabbed by Quinny is trying to make a deal. I'm imagining advantage. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's not right. paying any attention to what's going on here. So that is a 26 to hit. Yep. For the first strike. Uh, and then he's going to hammer hands the shit out of this one. I think this will just, in, in technically it'll be two. In the real world, it'll just be one super fucking hefty hit. Uh, and that second one is a, it's like a 14, which will not do it. But the first one will go through. Um, with souped up damage, we're looking at... Eighteen, so twenty-two damage from Moonlight Bringer, which is okay. a magical weapon, but it is bludgeoning. Uh, the demon is not undead, so I don't imagine there would be any bonuses there. Uh, but he can add an extra D four to an attack on one round using the T Rex teeth at the edges of his shield. So he's swinging it all in this time. So we get a bonus one. I don't care. I will take it from T Rex teeth. Uh, okay, and then. He also summons uh, his spiritual fist to also take a shot, just trying to batter this creature the fuck away from from Ginny. And that is a 15 to hit, which I'm imagining will also not hit. It will not hit. Um, but flurry of blows, you slam into the side of uh, of Chad. Um, you know, it's, it's the whole party, like uh, Juniper holding, you know, the zombie hordes at bay. Um, and Quinny, like you see this like force just slam into the side of, of Chad and you know, Butthole's doing everything he can, but you've, you've seen losing situations before. Uh, and, uh, uh, particularly as you see Ginny reach past you, what the fuck, um, kid? so on Ginny's turn at the <sighs> bottom of the round, uh, she reaches past palm wide, um, and her hand goes past his hand and grabs his wrist. And she steps on your back and leaps up, blade coming out of her sleeve, and jams it through his eye. For literally the six remaining HP he had. Um, Chad stumbles back and goes, the fuck? Um, And uh, literally, it's just that moment of like upset more than anything else. And he just kind of reaches up and touches the dagger um, and uh, points at it and says, breach of contract um, and uh, falls forward and just evaporates into a mist. Um, as Ginny collapses, uh, she was very injured, so this was not a great uh, time for her. Uh, but uh, Chad had uh, five HP remaining on my health wow. shot here. Uh, so uh, overkill by one um, as uh, as she collapses to the ground. Um, we can drop out of initiative order. The zombies are still nearby, but without uh, Chad cycling them, uh, can we the- can we say I just like Juniper just goes like just like with the moonbeam just kind of goes like just like moves the moonbeam along and fries them all. <laughs> like- sure, I think I think what we'll say is um, you just continue to make a, a like uh, a dead zone, which is eventually yeah. what the party will use to cut their way back up into the mountains. Yeah, and cool. if anybody gets too close, buttholes hammers run for ten minutes. Right. So. Uh, but uh, Quinny and Butthole, um, you're standing there uh, with the the uh, evaporating mist that, again, just smells so generic. Like, it doesn't smell like anything, but there is a smell. Um, and uh, Ginny is just on the ground, uh, just, like, silently chuckling while also crying, being like, 
second best thief, maybe first best assassin. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying. I am hysterical. I'm like, I uh, just between like sobs. I am like, young lady, we are going to have a conversation about making deals with demons. You do not know these things. Yeah, but but dad, deal went my way. Um, and she holds up the knife. Uh, and uh, Quinny, you recognize it as Mirabelle's knife. Small knife, just meant for, you know, cutting fruit, uh, maybe cutting rowdy patrons uh, at the bar. But she says that, don't worry. That was never going to sign. And then she passes out. <laughs> like, she's she's done. This fucking kid. Quinny, is that knife special? <sighs> I, I mean... Yeah, it was always special, but now it might be magic. I don't know. It's it's Mary's knife. Just you know, every farmhand's got tools, and that's that's her knife. So, butthole raises a hand and puts it on Quinny's shoulder and just says, "Prayer answered." <laughs> what? What the? What the? What the fucking what? Back at the castle, you said you needed someone to help you connect with Mirabelle because of your love oath. Shut and I did up. not know how I was going to help. Lower you your this. voice. But now she's. But now it's happened. I did this for you. Okay, Prayer great, answered. Great. Stop. Just <laughs> like looking around, like we did not have that conversation. <laughs> that never um, happened. And I think with with the the bickering between the two of you, um, you you make your way back uh, with obviously carrying. Uh, uh, Jenny, get the rest of the uh, the remainder of, of the baggage train. All the people that you have to bring back, pile them up, um, and uh, together you um, you make your way back up uh, into the mountains. I uh, would like to try and grab Babiaga's tooth if I can. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Disintegrated yeah. mist of his remains. Yeah, um, you. A couple words from uh, her too. So yeah, you pick it up, and she's just like <clears throat> that motherfucker. Fucker, how dumb is your friend? How dumb? How dumb? I know how dumb his brother is because he signed with me, but how dumb is this god you're hanging out with? Wait, uh, butthole? Yes, I just needed him to fucking say that he didn't kill potatoes and the contract would have been done. Just needed that. Well, why? Why'd you ask me to slice open? Because or- I was just fucking telling the demon that his contract was done. And then in the distance, you just see a chicken house fly in. And then just pick back up and fly off. And she's like, look, Quinny, I feel badly about this. So listen, here's the deal. I'm going to give you a halfsies on the next one. Uh, I feel like I didn't really come through for you here. So I tell you what, you get a half favor in future. What? So I get half of whatever this shit was? Well, I Great, mean, yeah, thanks. it should go better. Look, here's the deal. I really should have told you to just give the tooth to Butthole, and then I could yeah. have just told him what I needed him to do, because I think he was just trying to, like, draw the attention. He was doing the right thing for him. Uh, look, I... I just feel like I didn't you? really... I, I didn't roll too well on this one here, Quinny. <laughs> I rolled Quinny, real why, bad. <laughs> why are you yelling at that demon's tooth? <laughs> just... Quinny just, like, with a finger up, just... I'll, one minute, sir. Just back to just it's like, screaming I'm not, I'm not wrong, though, right? Butthole didn't actually kill. But didn't Potato shoot himself? You know, my powers come from you. Yeah, I know. That's why you got it a makes me sword. look bad when you're this. When you fucking shit the bed. Okay. This well, uh, look, <laughs> Quinny. 
I have a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. And it's difficult uh, to always pay attention to which pie is cooling. This pie metaphor is confusing. Look, I'm <laughs> sorry, okay? No, not okay. <laughs> okay, you, look, you, you give my pie priority from now on. The Quinny pie is the top pie. Oh, okay, oh, okay. the Quinny pie is the top pie. All right, we'll say that. We'll say that. All right. So from now on, you're saying to me, and I need to hear you say this, Baba Yaga prioritized Quinny. But, well, well, hold on, why? I am bound by certain things, and if you say this, then it will help me, uh, because I'm now going to have to let down a bunch of other people. I got a lot of cons going right now. Do I know them? Are they they cool? Well, I mean, (laughs) you seem to have a complicated relationship with the Reginald fellow, but uh, some of them are cool, some of them are less cool. I mean, I'm working with this one guy in the Plantier Nation. (laughs) Let me tell you, his contract is much worse than yours. I'm I'm in a real shitty mood with you. We will come back to this before I make a rash decision about, I don't know, fucking betraying someone. Great. Okay. I'm, well, then I'm your pie is need. equal to Reginald's pie now. That's all I'm saying. You have equal Ooh, pie privilege. Bitch. Oh, you ancient fucking bitch. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate the pillow talk as much as the next gal, but um, <laughs> you know, it seems like you're kind of do, you're doing a thing right now. You're having a thing. So look, and I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell about your friend. I'm just mad because that Fucking Yagnoloth wouldn't just ah, they love they are they love their contract wording more than my son did. You know, the son you killed. Um anyway. You, you a disappointing day kill. all around. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I'm glad he's dead. He was a prick. <laughs> this is not over. Yeah, that's fine. I have other pies to attend to. Yeah, good. Fuck I know off it's with good. your pies and I, I slam will. the tooth into my pocket. <laughs> no, you you can't like furiously hang up a cell phone call anymore. It's like yeah. that with like this little tooth between my <laughs> index finger and thumb just into the pocket. <laughs> so, from what I'm getting, the demon stole a pie from you while you were in hell, and this is vengeance? Uh, no. Uh, yes, who, who gives a shit? I gotta talk to this lady later when I'm not furious. Wait, is that whole demon a tooth now? <clears throat> no, it's Bobby Yaga's tooth. Just, she gave it to me, saying I could call in a favor. A lot of fucking good it did. Didn't realize I would need to call her fucking 45 minutes in advance if I wanted anything done before, you know, my goddamn child slays a demon in the eye. She really is like you, that child. Like, you weren't around. Maybe that's the key to making, like, a good Quinny's, just, like, lack a certain amount of support. Because, <laughs> I mean, I died, and then when I came back, you're, like, a way better person, and you seem to be way more yourself, and then you weren't there for her, and now she's, like, a hero who also saved the group. I hate this. Please, <laughs> please shut up. There, the People need your help. People need to be brought back from the brink of death. Please go away from me. Uh, you just feel Ginny's hand, like, softly, like, tap the side of your face, Quinny. Yeah. <laughs> she just says... Be nicer to Uncle Butthole. He saved us, I think. <laughs> well, that just takes all the rage out of him, just all the wind out of his sails. It just, uh. Butthole, can you help Jenny here? Please. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she's going to come with us. So, but, Butthole, pick her up and then he'll like heal her, but still keep carrying her with like a cure wounds uh, to head back to the convoy to get shit moving through these fucking zombies. Right. 
Um, so yeah, you, you get the convoy, uh, back up and running, um, uh, the together, you uh, kind of make your way back up, uh, through the foothills. Um, there is a tone of just exhaustion and, and, uh, and, and like truly a bleak, I think a bleak tone with, with the crew, uh, as we established back when you were in Quinton, like the things that butthole can do are so miraculous to them that like none of them could conceive of any of this being not all of their friends and family dead. Um, so there's a bit of that tone. Um, and uh, until you you make your way back up to the fortress, um, you're immediately greeted uh, by uh, by friends, um, familiar faces. Uh, like Bucky is there in a fucking heartbeat. Hmm. Like he's just rushing out. Um, Reginald is, uh, is I, uh, Ryan, what, what do you think Reginald's response to this is? Is he, he out there helping? Um uh, I think, yeah, Reginald would be doing a lot of glad handing. Like for him, it's like welcome. He would try to take as much credit for the success of the mission as possible. He would at the same time be like looking through the stuff to see if there was anything dangerous and like probably tagging people with chalk secretly while he like gives them welcoming hugs if he thinks they look a little bit shady for like Steve to make a list. Like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. full spy oh, mastering Jesus. in a clumsy but well-meaning way. Oh, uh, amazing. Um, uh, Mog is there uh, handing out like uh, he's got a fistful of recruitment brochures um, for his his new uh, um, uh, eleven, um, but you just see like Annan walk by. She notices it out of the corner of her eye, turns back, just fucking smacks them out of his hand, <laughs> and then just is like waving uh, waving people through. Um, you've got uh, you know Yevgenovich uh, in his fancy new body helping out. Um, uh, uh, Mecky Mouse is there. Hmm. Uh, you've got basically all like. Honestly, it's it's like returning home to a hug. Like Trax and Dexter have like stopped arguing for half a minute to like help bring everyone in, but it's literally after how tired you were getting here, you're able to almost collapse into the welcoming arms of the community you started to build. Um, and they usher you in. They get everyone ready um, for healing. Um, they start administering what, what rights they can. Um, there's probably like a cold storage locker that they're putting bodies in to make sure they're okay for when you need to res them. Right. <laughs> Um, but like, it's, it's, uh, everyone looks fucking hungry and kind of gaunt. Um, and, uh, cause I mean, the, the course of our adventure was honestly only really a day, but the time it took you to get there, like to get to where our yeah. adventure technically began was, was a bit longer. Um, and similarly getting back, uh, but, um, there is a, almost a, a, a an atmosphere of, of celebration and relief. Um, Butthole, after uh, resting, um, you're able to uh, move about uh, throughout the, the townsfolk um, and revive them. Um, it is a, each and every one is a fucking shock to them and everyone around them. It's like, it's almost like a fucking revival, uh, like lake baptism situation where people are just waking up being like, oh, hey, now what? Um, and other people are like, don't worry, I came back a couple of minutes ago too. It's uh, you know, it's a little bit surprising at first, but uh, not too bad. Um, Mayor uh, Butter Brown is there at your side the whole time, and he's like welcoming people almost like they're being repatriated, like they're soldiers coming back from the wards, being like, oh, yes, welcome back. Doc Shinbone is taking notes, none of them make sense because you're using magic, and he doesn't understand what that is. Um, Ryan, is there anything Butthole would be doing during this? This kind of like, I mean, I bring this many people back is, is, a, is an effort, but it's also kind of your jam. 
Yeah, Butthole would be treating this with almost a religious significance. He would basically, because of the like the number of people who died, he has 10 days from death to bring someone back to life with his abilities or they're gone, which means mm -hmm. this is a race against the clock in some ways. So he would have basically handed the castle and all of the leadership over to Quinny, to Reginald, to Juniper, to everybody there. And it would be full days of him like going through and resurrecting people and healing whoever needed healing and then going back to like meditate for eight hours right. to immediately wake up and do that again so he is sleeping he is meditating on the healing that he needs to do it's just so mechanically long rest use all the spell slots course, long yeah, rest yeah. use all the spell slots but for him i think after his experience of granting quinny's prayer which he will fully own as himself even though a bunch of, of that just <laughs> happened in the universe but after that experience and this chance to bring a bunch of people back and right all of these collective wrongs that they had suffered at the hands of Akka and all of these other people, despite the fact that he has no time alone, it's all meditation, sleep, or work, this is probably the first time he has found peace since first becoming a cleric because this is like, oh, this is what the butthammer does. As a god, this is the god he wants to be. And he gets to do that right? with no pressures and no question of it being incorrect in some way. So for him, this is uh, a holy experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love that. Uh, great. Um, Juniper, um, after some rest, after uh, uh, I think a, a bit of an internal chat between Moss and, and Juniper about what abilities you have access to, uh, given yeah. that uh, neither was fully aware. Um, you uh, you find yourself um, uh, sort of wheeling up to um, uh, a brand new structure um, that's been built uh, in the Fortress of Forlorn Hope. Mm. Um, and you're immediately hit by uh, a smell of, of earth and soil um, and freshly turned earth. Um, there are large fires um, burning throughout uh, to keep the space warm, um, but through the kind of uh, gray light of the clouds outside, um, the uh, the new greenhouse is uh, is lit with uh, just sort of drifting particles as uh, the refugees uh, from Cornucopia um, begin work uh, growing the food that will sustain. Uh, Forlorn hope. Um, due to how many wagons were lost, um, there isn't as much food as there there should be. Everyone is is a bit rough, and this will have consequences uh, on the party and the functions of the castle um, for the foreseeable future. Uh, but there is food now, okay. um, and more importantly, uh, there's a, a sense of of life and vitality in nature here, up here in these bleak, desolate mountains. Um, sort of welded onto the side of a necromancer's like mm. heartbroken tomb. Um, and uh, yeah, you see, you see folks going about uh, going oh. about helping. Uh, what do you, what do you do? Well, I mean, I have to do what I do best, which is I basically roll up to the middle of this greenhouse area and just like unstrap myself lay down on the floor like limbs outstre outstretch and I cast plant growth for the next eight hours. <laughs> and as uh, butthole slowly brings people back and as more and more farmers start to filter in, um, the food grows faster and faster. And I think it's safe to say you enter a similar cycle of rest 
the yes. food growth. Um, I think that, uh, go ahead. I, I would also like to, um, because it's been a harrowing experience, um, uh, Juniper would, would go, would make the rounds with everyone twice. Once as chief justice, in case there are any issues, legal matters, or debates to bring up. There's a lot of new people coming into this area. There are bound to be squabbles. Um, and then again, as Dr. Martha, to help mm. anyone deal with You the have a very trauma. busy day as Dr. Yes. Martha, uh, as, as people uh, deal with it. But um, you, uh, you keep hearing uh, sort of the, uh, the same story um, over and over again, um, that there was, there was darkness. Uh, but then uh, something appeared in in that darkness and slowly drew them out. Um, Ryan, what what do the people of Cornucopia see as you were reviving them? Is it this sigil of Moonhammer? Is it the kind of? I don't think we've determined what the the adapted version of that for for your your butt hammer aspect is just yet. But what no, what do they? I, what's the unifying? You know how everyone's like, I saw a figure with arms outstretched. Like what what have they seen? Yeah, I think it's they they saw it's like a golden a golden man um similar to butthole in terms of build but but instead of the armor that is like a very butthole thing it's just flowing robes just comfortable while it's there and then instead of a warhammer it's the same sort of structure but it's like it's a walking stick which is the warhammer head at the top but just in a very uh, ghost of Christmas present kind of way, just just offering the hand and kind of helping people stand up. And then when they stand up, that's when they come back to life. Okay, amazing. Um, so uh, you hear this story repeated over and over with reverence and you can, I think Juniper see it starting to spread mm. um, as, as legends do. Um, and uh, it's on the third day uh, that that you arrive, uh, that you see uh, that the sort of traditional um, sort of uh, you know very simple uh, sigil uh, for for the god of the harvest uh, has been replaced by a, a simple wooden hammer um, that uh, people seem to be leaving food offerings by, just small you know like the misshapen carrot here and there and that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, the people, uh, speak with great, great, rev uh, revenants of, of, uh, uh, the jolly gold one. Um, meanwhile, uh, Reginald, um, <laughs> about a day later, uh, an exhausted, very, very rough looking, uh, Doc Huckleberry, um, basically crawls back into Forlorn Hope. Um, and, uh, he kind of immediately finds you, um, and you can see like, uh, two of his guns are broken. Um, the rest of them are in varying uh, degrees of, of disrepair. Um, and, uh, he comes in kind of just, uh, you know, uh, chest heaving and kind of exhausted and, um, says, uh, well, hey there, boss, uh, here to, here to report in. All right. Well, it seems like you had a hell of a time. So what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I followed your, uh, the folks you put me on the trail of for a bit. Uh, then they, uh, they disappeared through, through some trees at some point. I, I, 
think from what I'm hearing around these parts, uh, some kind of barrier, but didn't know. And they were, uh, those undead critters were, were all over the place. So I had to, uh, had to fall back a bit. Um, I did pick up some info for you though. I think the, uh, the little guy, uh, like his, uh, his, his first love or his wife or his girlfriend, or I don't know, his mother or something died, but, uh, well, I think he's, uh, He's in the family way now. Uh, I think he's got a he's got a kid. Um, also, your uh, your brother's uh, he's really leaning hard on the god thing, huh? Well, he's sort of just been sleeping in a room and then touching dead people, so I haven't been paying a lot of attention. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but uh, look, after I had to peel off, I uh, I went in search of refuge, and. Uh, hell getting in was hell getting out but um i think i've got some useful intel about how to get into a car you are the best employee i have ever had we're gonna make you a medal uh, but first you're gonna tell it all to Stephen in case you die all right Stephen, get over here please write it down Stephen. write it down uh steven comes over uh and like i like that steven's become like evil annan um <laughs> so he just screws over uh with a, a clipboard and uh, um, sits down, and uh, together the uh, uh, Stephen and Doc Huckleberry begin to uh, spin out some plans and some information. And uh, Reginald, you feel one step closer to that sweet, sweet vault. Um, last but certainly not least, uh, Quinny, uh, you return to the Fortress of Forlorn Hope uh, in a much different state than uh, than everyone else. Um, Having divested yourself of most responsibilities of being a king uh, and kind of being a jester for a bit and that being kind of fine, you now <laughs> find yourself uh, as a father uh, and you find yourself as a son uh, and you still find yourself a bit of a folk hero, all of which are not things you wanted or are really um, things you're, you're entirely comfortable with. Um, you're on your way to, uh, to Ginny's room. Um, she's been set up, uh, and, and resting, um, in one of the, uh, the, the sort of new rooms that's been kind of carved out of, out of the fortress. Um, but, uh, uh, on the way, uh, you swing by, um, you're kind of like on your way with purpose. Um, when, uh, you're interrupted, you're ambushed, uh, in the hallway, um, by two stout halflings, uh, carrying a, uh, a pie. And, um, uh, your mother and father block the hallway and uh, Penny's giving you a stern look while holding a pie um, <laughs> pumpkin naturally um, and uh, she just says um, so quite a quite a situation that our uh, little Ginny found herself in there eh uh, yeah yeah what out out uh out there with uh, Chad Underbottom, the the demon. Wait, and your father's like, well, hang on there. His name was Chad Underbottom? That's one of his names, I guess. Well, that's a very silly name for a very scary man. Yeah, yeah. I think that was part of his whole deal. Huh. Yeah. And Petty's just like not trucking this nonsense, <laughs> just eyes straight on and said, yeah, uh, seems like our, our, our Ginny got... Uh, Pretty close to uh, to a pretty dangerous situation there, Queenie. 
Yes, very much against my wishes. I told her not to do that. I, I, and I'm going to keep on her about that. That's not that I, I hated that. I don't want that to happen ever again. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's a funny thing there, Quinny, when you're a parent and uh, you tell your kid not to do something dangerous. They'll often go do it anyway. Right. And uh, no matter how much it hurts you, no matter how scary it is, sometimes they get hurt. Sometimes they even die. And you don't hear anything else about them for a really long time. And the more you try and control them, the more they're going to run away from you. So just be real careful. Because sometimes if they listen to you, if they just stayed home, in this whole world would have been a much darker place and a lot of bad things would have happened. And there's a real duality to this that you're just going to have to live with now where sometimes what hurts you the most as a parent is still what's best for the world. So here's a, we're grateful for you and we're worried about you and we're still kind of mad at you. But a thank you pie. And then she just raises the pie. Um, and uh, she winks at you, uh, you know, with, with barely held uh, tears in her eyes and just says, uh, just be careful about the center. There's a little something in there for you that we think sums this up nicely. Hmm? Uh, I take the pie and kind of like wordlessly just nod. And they, they nod. They gave me a fucking lot to think about. Uh, and I think I'm just standing in the hallway alone. Just put a finger in the in the pie, you know. The you, uh, take, you take a point of the, damage. The, the pumpkin filling. I uh, take a point of damage, so I jerk my hand back out. Ah, what the fuck? Is my fingertip bleeding or something like yep. that? Yeah, just a pinprick. Yeah, yeah, just finger in the mouth to deal with that, uh, and then uh, sort of more carefully having a look at the center of this pie and trying to. Uh, um, I guess sort of dig out what's what's in there. Uh, they baked a dagger into it. Um, <laughs> it's an old blunt relic. Uh, your dad used to use it to cut cheese. But when you were young and dreaming of adventure, this was the closest thing you could find to a cool adventurer's uh, tool in the house. And your parents got real mad about it and eventually hit it. But... Um, it's a clear sign that they they recognize the path you're on and and the value of it. Uh, I I cut a slice of pie with it. It's the best fucking pie, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you uh make your way down the hall uh to uh to Ginny's room, knocking. I uh, I knock uh on the door. Um, she just says, uh, look, Bucky, I told you, I, I can't, I don't know how many more ways I can tell the story. Okay. It, it happened the way it happened. It was really cool. The last three pictures have been really nice, but they're, they're kind of the same, man. I don't know <laughs> no, what to tell you. No, no, Ginny, it's, uh, it's Quinny. It's not Bucky. Oh it's yeah. Um, all right. Sorry about that. Uh, come on in. Oh, hang on. And you hear like a, a quick, like. <laughs> Uh, a couple latches and things. She um, uh, is like clearly pulling away, like not a lethal trap, but an annoyance trap. And she's like, 
sorry, old habits and, and stuff. Oh, people don't check for doors here at all. Like they never check the doors. It's really funny. No. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of folk here that are just kind of in a lot of ways, similar to the people you grew up with. Yeah. They're not yeah. trapped That's fair. people. Um, well, Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, come on in. Um, and you can see she's, um, she's like, it's one of those things where as someone who's always wanted to live a life of adventure, she finally got it and now can't really like, she can't signal it anymore. Like it used to, you know, it's, I mean, the, the analogy for me was like, I was the star Wars kid in my like friend group for a long time that I went to university and I was like, Oh, now I'm just a star Wars kid. <laughs> um, so it's like, it, it's a proper adventurer's room, but you can tell she has absolutely no idea what to do with it because it, she can't be like signaling how excited she is about adventure. Um, so it's a little sparse, uh, not in a cool way, but just in like a, she doesn't know what to do with it way. Right. Um, pie and just extend the, um, pie and, uh, she goes, yeah, hey, what, what happened to the center? Why is it all dug uh, out like that? The knife. Your grandparents baked a knife into a pie. They baked a knife into a pie? Yep, they did. I Holy thought at first they were, you know, they were kind of going, right? Just kind of, you know, that, that, that happens with older folks. But no, I think it was, a, I yeah. think it was actually just a really nice gesture. Uh, I, I grew up with this knife. Wow. Uh, that's really specific and strange, but kind of neat. Um, yeah. Damn. That's cool. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, if I can have some non knife pie, I guess uh, that would be good. I don't, I don't think knives agree with my uh, stomach. No. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. You got that from me actually. Okay. Um, Oh (laughs) yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I came here to talk, um, Oh, about what happened out there. Oh, I know yeah. I kind of really let you have it for duration of the trip back here and a couple days after getting here. Uh, yep. But um, uh, it has been brought to my attention that, you know, um, that's not, it's not any way to talk to you. Um you know, I, I, I care about you. I care about what happens to you. And I was really scared and upset that you did something so reckless. Uh, but I ultimately can't stop you from doing what you're going to do. So I would like to um, prepare you and train you um, and teach you just so you can, you know, you're not, you're, you say you're the second best thief, but one day you're going to, they're going to be better than all of us. So I'd like to make sure that that happens as safely as possible for you. Um, yeah. All right. Thank. Um, I mean, I, I guess that'd be cool. I was kind of hoping to, to um, uh, train with um, uncle butthole um, and, and uh, the sheriff, but yeah, I guess being trained by the world's best thief um I guess being trained uh, by um, by your dad is, um, is is pretty cool too, um, in a a very not cool way. Um, no, yeah, it's not it's not cool. Um, this pie is really good. The pie is very good. Yeah. So, um, where do we begin? 
uh, catch. And I'll <laughs> toss the dagger to her. Uh, and as a father and daughter uh, play catch for the first time, um, a sense of um, ease and home uh, begins to settle uh, over the the cold walls of uh, Forlorn Hope. Uh, though the fortress has been safe uh, from the undead for some time, and though uh, the reclamation of it gave everyone um, a, a safe spot uh, against this this increasingly uh, horrific undead world, um, for the first time since its construction, it finally starts to begin to feel like home. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Epilogue. Alan, your day has been pretty good, though some of your potions haven't turned out exactly the way you'd hoped. Uh, honestly, Barovia is a wonderful place to do weird shit, but it's also so laden with latent magical energies um, that uh, in a lot of ways it's, it's Kind of like try to uh, conduct an experiment in the middle of a lightning storm. Like the the power you can draw from it's spectacular, um, but at the same time, there's <laughs> just a lot of interference. Um, what's the uh, what's the best thing that uh, that happened to you today, Alan? Uh, best best thing that happened today. Um, was. Uh, now I'm not sure what all the rules are for you, but I, I, I would like to have opened a portal without Morden Kanan's assistance or supervision. Great. Yeah, I like that. So, um, the uh, the restoration of the Raven Gates uh, has been going uh, well. Just again, held back by <laughs> the factors we've just described. Mm -hmm. um, but. Uh, Today, after several failed attempts, Alan, you um, you stood before uh, one of the gates, um, and uh, with uh, with Billy fingers uh, on your shoulder, uh, giving you like an encouraging like shoulder squeeze. Yeah. Um, you uh, sort of pulled together uh, the the energies. You you reformed the ritual that Morden Kanan um, has has been working with you on. And um, far from prying eyes, far from uh, your your teacher's um, uh, kind of watchful eye, um, you opened uh, a portal. And um, there was a moment, Alan, for you, of, of someone who sought power for so long, of being able to do this yourself, of uh, being able to pull these energies together. 
Um, and uh, it was honestly just a, a moment of like pure unadulterated exaltation, like nothing. Oh, better. baby. Talk about an endorphin rush. <laughs> uh, and you closed it as you do, because again, the, the portals are still very unstable. Um, the Raven gates haven't been fully repaired uh, and you turn to leave. And uh, as you were leaving, um, you felt your, your skin begin to crackle with electrical energy um, and your hair begin to stand up um, as uh, one of the broken portals behind you started to uh, sort of crackle with energy. And one by one, all of the portals began to crackle with energy and you just had that moment of cool. I opened a portal rapidly turned to, uh Oh, I maybe turned on the circuit. Um, at which point one of the gates, uh, one of the most, the, the gate that you, you opened uh, blasts back up in a, a brilliant sort of uh, blinding light comes to life um, and uh, you hear a harsh metallic screech through it um, as a small metallic object smoking um, and sparking bounces through the portal, um, scrapes across the ground um, and hits you in the back, uh, the back of your leg. Um, you turn and uh, see a very damaged, repeatedly shot, smoking and sparking robot who in a warbling voice says, Mistress Allen, oh, thank the you, I was able to find you. I have been trying to activate this portal for some time. You must help. I already helped you, and I'm back here now. What more do you need? <laughs> Fair enough. And your mages are doing well. We have flourished. It is the ones this one thought you took to be friends that need your help. Without you, they will not survive the wrath of Bezos. Alan, they have made a final assault on his island, and they will die, as I am. In the end, I suppose I'm actually just Bourbon Sherbert, the... Herbert. Uh, and the light goes out. Oh, man. Uh, through the portal, which is crackling um, and threatening to shatter, uh, you see a tremendous gunfight. You see mages. You see mech suits. Um, and you see a massive superstructure with some kind of vessel on it. It seems to be pointed at a large object in the sky. Boarding this vehicle, you think you see someone who looks just ever so slightly like your mother. And you hear a scream uh, and a line of profanity that could only be one person, uh, followed by the flash of a sword that could only be another. It would seem the future needs you one last time, Alan. <sighs> and I just yelled back, like, Morton Caden! Huh? I'll be, I'm going, going to that place that I, I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, good luck. And I guess uh, I'll see you after you go 
Back to the Future. Ugh. <laughs> she steps through. <laughs> Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Jonathan Pezza, the creator of the Curious Matter Anthology. And I'm betting you've probably never heard anything like our show. adapt stories from authors like Philip K. Dick, Andre Norton, and Robert Block into binaural audio movies that transport you to new worlds. Hey, get him out of here! That's it? You're banned for life? Twitching Braxians lasers. Seriously. Told you downtown was a bad idea. In our brand new season, we explore farther into the what-ifs. You think, in these instances, that somehow simply by believing things are different, they changed. Doubt. I don't follow. I doubt something, and um, they don't change, per se. They cease to ever have been. We delve deeper into the realms of horror and science fiction. Nerves of steel, boys. James, sir, please, there is no need for this. I do not believe that whatever that is can understand you. Robert, I know you are in there somewhere. If you are, we are... Made it through the barrier! It's gonna hold me! It's dragging his hands! Damn! Beast! Just get to my knife! Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So sit back, grab your popcorn, and listen to the Curious Matter Anthology today.